Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you get your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond, Stiel. How's it going, Tommy? How are you, mate? The show where we talk about everything and or nothing. nothing. Yes. You know, all in one. Some people might say we talk about them at the exact same time. We talk about everything and simultaneously. Everything nothing. and nothing and everything. How I mean, are you, buddy? What's 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 up? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm good. Uh, Surviving the lockdown. Yeah. How are you doing, mate? It's killer. Uh, it's I it's mean, killer. no change really. Since no change. <laughs> exactly. We're doing yoga every morning. That's, oh, that's nice. nice. Oh, that's cool. It evens you out. Keeping our flexibility. Up. Mate, it it actually you know this isn't a yoga podcast. It's not a fitness <laughs> podcast. So I'll save the spiel, but. It does put you in a different state, I think, oh, when yeah. you start your day after a little 30-minute yoga sesh. I bought some incense. feel like you've accomplished something, and uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Okay. I might give yeah. it a look at Well, I think stretching in general is supposed to be good, right? Oh, like, well, just stretching's great, but yeah. Just, I know. Like, I've, I've had this dodgy neck thing. Like, that's why, I've, that's why I said, that's like, why said, like, Eagle from <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, I've had this for, like, weeks, and, like, I've started doing, like, some stretches and stuff for it, like, bench of physio. It's genuinely really helped, like... I can twist my neck again and stuff, That's which good. is a good thing to you say. Need you to be able do. to rotate your neck. <laughs> yeah. It's usually useful. I'm not one of the zombies from Shaun of the Check Dead. Your blind spots. Yeah, like, exactly. The, Especially when you're, when you're driving. driving, you're like, hey, guys. Mate, I literally forgot how to drive the other day. I was like, I have not been in my car. <laughs> forgot how to drive. I was just like, okay, uh, what side this is am what I lockdown's on? brought you to. Uh, which side is the blinker? It was all <laughs> bad news. The window wipers were going. It was, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> People looking at you like, what? What's happening? With yeah, this man. Guy? Have, what have you been watching? I, uh, have, I I've done a few watching? things, but not much. Yeah. What do you What have you been watching? You You go first. Okay. I finished Peaky Blinders season there? five. Oof. Nice. Which mate, it's really that show is really good. So like, just going back because last week you said it's on a pantheon for you. You said it's like I, that. Still, I the would agree. Upper echelons. Is, I, it, is it still up there? It is on, as the American listeners would understand, it is on my Mount Rushmore. What are the sure, other three? Which I think means it's my top five. Show. What are the other three? Um, that's good. Good point. I, I I haven't. I was thinking as I like mentioned that it was on my Mount Rushmore last week. I tried to think of what the other three would be. Oh yeah. And I do think Game of Thrones makes it, oh. despite the ending. Oh. That was like the one where I was debating, but I still think okay. it makes it, just because of how good like I think the OG series are. I reckon like one through like if you look at like eighty, it had how many episodes by the end? 70 something yeah roughly. i would say i would say roughly you know 55 of them are pretty like are, are quality so that's, think, the, that's mm. a majority mm. cause there are a lot in there that a lot of people would say unsure about so for example like you always have the first episode of any season which just does a reminder and then the last episode I don't of every agree season with that analysis. Sort of there's a like, lot of character moments go. in those seasons in the early in in all the episodes even the ones where not a lot happens there's character driven arcs that that i think mm. they they lost all that in the last two seasons like yeah. they literally like one episode per season would have that anyway. i reckon my favorite episode of the last two seasons was the one that was exactly that and it was before the battle of hogwarts yeah, when brianne, when right, brianne gets uh, a knight of the seven uh, kingdoms is the best yes, episode of the last yes. three seasons for sure she went to hogwarts and uh <laughs> <laughs> it's when she gets knighted by jamie right that yes one? correct that's literally i think one of and the and they best sing episodes. a song yeah that isn't sung by ed sheeran <laughs> yeah which is a win uh, it's sung by Podrick Payne, actually. Yes. Who knew? Good old Pod. Old mate had a good I voice. Like but Pod, man. I actually think that's one of my top episodes of the series. Oh, that's my favorite yeah. of that series. Yeah. No, I mean like of the entire like show. Oh, it's up wow. There. It's up there. That's that's inter- interesting. It's up there. Okay. 
but that's about it from that so entire that's, season. That's, that's two on your Mount Rushmore. So that's two. What am I? Where am I going with this? Um, I would have to say a third would probably be The Sopranos. Okay. Um, beyond that, I, I have to do some more debating in my head. I'll come back next All week right. with it prepared, but Peaky Blinders is definitely on there. All right. So before uh, before we continue, I do this every week. Forget to say there are going to be time codes in the description. So uh, if you want to listen to us talk about various things we've been watching or doing or about the news or just want to skip directly to the uh, to the main topic, feel free to do so. You'll be able to find that in the co- in, in the uh, in the comments. In, That's in not the, right. In, in the, the description thing. below. Look at That's the, the one. Run I the do thing. it every week. In That's the, a thing and stuff. The Click thing. the button. You'll be able to see it. What Drop else? Down. What else have you been watching? Uh, I, I've Doing. been watching, what have you been up to? um, I watched Rick and Morty, which was, eh. I see. Right, right. was, eh. Yeah. I, I, I think, it, I, I think, think so too, but I think this is all right. I sent you for, for context. That theory, by the way, is for sure true. For context. It's completely accurate. For context, I sent Dre a theory that I found on YouTube, which is a dude who I've watched a few times. He does a thing called film theory where he breaks down films or TV shows and he loves Rick and Morty. And his fit theory about this season for anyone who hasn't seen it is that it is showing you a, it, the whole season is going looking at a different Rick and Morty, right? And he thinks this is going to be the one who ends up being the evil, evil. They're Morty. giving you like the inner, the the backstory to Evil Morty. Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? The origin story of the origin, yeah, of, of Evil um, Morty. And the more the more I watch, Mate, it, it's actually the more quite I'm, the more I'm believing it. Yeah, like, I, I don't even think it might be the same Rick. Almost, I think. It, it could well, be even a, in the um, even in the, this episode was very like, like narrating his his rise to being evil Morty. Like you could see how they're almost playing on that. Yeah. This whole episode, he was narrating himself and he was yeah. just getting over overlooked the whole time. Yeah. And um, you can, you can see how he's been downtrodden by yeah. even his family. Yeah. He's becoming, point, he's, that wouldn't happen to the Morty from the other ones. Like he's too strong. He, he's becoming just like the, the guy that gets kicked around by yeah, everyone. Even like, I think there was so a moment where even Jerry does it and you're like, wow. Yeah, there you're was. You're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's really interesting because to me, that was a pretty sort of like average mid-season episode. But it does add a lot. It progresses credence yeah, to this it, it progr- theory. And what's yeah, what's interesting was that the be- before the season came out, like one of the writers was like, "We're going to get some epic canon this season." Yeah, and that's what I think it is. I think the whole season's canon for a, back- a different person's backstory. I think it's fair, but it was actually just like boring to me compared. Yeah, to the other it ones. wasn't that. Fun. It wasn't as ace. I, but I liked the Power Rangers slash um, whatever it is reference. What's the other one? Uh, what's the one that was Power Rangers was a rip off from? Uh, I'll never I, remember. Anyway, carry I, on. I don't know. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> I'm I'll, re- I'll remember half of through the pod and just blast um, out as usual. So that's. I, and then I've also been digging into a new book. Uh, I was. I got halfway through this boring book on energy because <laughs> I like to like make myself read things that are like not just fiction sometimes. Okay. And I just was like, dude, it's locked down. I can't. I need to give myself yeah, something. Yeah, give yourself some escapism. And I have this book like that. A lot of people had. Like once I finished Game of Thrones, told me to read, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna like wait and save it because I want to have a good um, fantasy book to read that's not like classic fantasy. Because sure. a lot of the stuff I've been trying to get into post Game of Thrones, it's just not as good. It's yeah, just I mean, tropey as hell. And it's also yeah. hard, I find, when you're reading when you're reading a good book and you start and you get into the writing style. Yeah. I think it's hard to flip to someone else's writing it style. Is. And get into it. It takes a lot of time. It is particularly when it's like tropey writing. Yeah, absolutely. So, the um <laughs> the one the this one actually I'm a big fan of so far Name of the Wind, its oh, yeah, writing is very good. I think I read the first three chapters of it and lost it while I was traveling. He's a pretty good he's a pretty good writer. This guy like yeah. I actually like his writing style. It's not super like 
blockbustery. It's a few books, right? There's like, three, but yeah. or there's going to be three. There's only two out. Okay. And I also broke my rule of starting a series that isn't finished. Ooh. So this could bode poorly. Well, Game for of me. Thrones is is the prime example of that. Exactly. So. Well, that's the creator. Is there any rule. T- <laughs> timeline on the the third one coming? I, out? I think he's been at it for like three years. So ah, hopefully, you know. George R. R. Maybe they're swapping books. Maybe that guy's Maybe been at it for literally a decade. It's <laughs> 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 like the entire run of the show. Um, well, so how about how? Well, it's it's funny. We we were joking last week about. Um, what our end goal to podcast is. Why don't we end as soon as George R. R. Martin releases the next book? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't think, the series. I, we're, we're never going to end. We're going to be yeah. going, we're still going to be going in our graves. Um, yeah. A dream of an end of a podcast. Well, I've actually done some uh, interesting, interesting things this week. Okay, so, let's hear it. Um, as, as you well know, we talked about it before. I got my second COVID jab. So my Wi-Fi in here has been phenomenal. My 5G has been through the roof. My 5G has been incredible in here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh god i that joke went so over my head oh for my two god, seconds on, because i it. just refuse to like listen to this <laughs> bullshit that comes out of america anyway um yeah i keep stuff keeps sticking to me i'm coming yeah. back anyway uh yeah so i actually ended up sick day on monday i'm feeling better thank you for asking yeah. um <laughs> sick day I on already monday. Knew, I, spoiler um, i already knew he was feeling better. yeah he knew it was all right uh but i got time to finally sit down and get into the rest of that masters of the universe uh show which is on netflix yep and dude it's actually really good it's different. surprisingly good it's different have you watched any of it i've seen all of it except for, unless there's a third season i haven't seen a third season what, what are you seasons. talking about masters of none no masters of the universe oh i don't know the he-man show about. Oh, okay, never mind. I do not know what you're talking no, about. I've seen the first two seasons of Massive None. I, I kind of fell off it. Um, but this is like, so this is back to the old He-Man stuff, um, except with a pretty big twist. Like, I'm not going not gonna okay. to read yeah, it Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, the ending, uh, I absolutely loved. It's it. The ending kind of blew my mind a little bit. Like, I didn't expect it, them to, to be as audacious as they were. But the voice cast is really interesting as well. So Mark Hamill actually plays Skeletor, which makes me laugh so hard because he like you can hear his like mannerisms in exceeded the joker in a bunch he's of, done a lot of stuff he's done a lot of uh voice but, work but I'd, i mean if you have time and you and you can be bothered like i i'd recommend it's good um continued the watch along of marvel stuff this week as well with the partner we got to mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy 2 i mentioned before that uh, she wasn't a big fan of uh, guardians 1 how'd you go she enjoyed it more but i i can understand why so watching it back so the first one's just a lot of noise and flashy things whereas this one you get a lot of character progression so you see uh quill and gamora you see nebula's character progression she becomes more of a sister figure um baby Groot is just so fucking cute how can you not enjoy baby Groot? and rocket and um yondu as well you know there's like a lot of character stuff in there where the first one was more about like ooh shiny space stuff you know yeah, so break one, out of the jail. The jokes come fast if yeah. you're not paying attention. I, and I think she was right as well. She she said that there are too many jokes in it. What do you think? I love that, though. I do love, you? I think it gives, like, high rewatch value to, like, a show. Like, that's why I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because there's, like, st- joke, 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 joke. I, I like that. Cause I think it's just too many. Sometimes you rewatch it, and you're like, oh, I missed that one. Um, I would say that they do that classic Marvel thing of even in, like, a poignant, like, slow or quiet moment. Or a moment that's supposed to be heartfelt. They'll just chuck a joke in. And I'm like, bro, like, let me sit with the heartfelt moment for just a sec. Yeah, I'm a fan. You know? I, I like that Marvel's funny. But I get it. I mean, like, I can understand the criticism. At least it's not, it's not a uh, <laughs> <laughs> man of steel. Yeah. I, I, I will find him. I will find him. 
find him. That's your new catchphrase. I love that I guy. I love it. He's a great actor. Um, and the last thing I've started doing was uh, I started playing Breath of the Wild. Nice. At last. Where um, are you off the plateau? Dude, I spent so much time on the plateau because I kept getting distracted by things. Well, like I kept sticks like, and apples and... Well, yeah, I wanted to find <laughs> all the stuff. And then I found there was different stuff you could go around to. Yeah. You could go around the back. You could do this. And my girlfriend was just like, just go, just go to the fucking thing. Just go there. And I was like, yeah. no, no, but there, there's a thing. There's, but there's a, shi- there's a shiny thing. Did you run into the big, uh, the big rock guy on it? Which is the big rock guy? There's a like mini boss there that you don't actually have to do. But if you run I think that's the second bit. I think I've just seen him on the second part. Yeah, it's, there's just like a big rock guy on the Great Plateau that if you run into this certain part, you fight him. It's not a big deal. Ah, you just get... Yeah, because I ran up to the second one of the second shrine things, and they have those like technological things that fire lasers at you. It's not that. No, no, no. Yeah. But I spent absolutely ages when I was like absolutely nothing trying to beat one of them, and I used all my good arrows. <laughs> I used all my good good do you want stuff. Me to spoil it? Like, do you want me to tell you how to beat them, or do you want to find out? Yeah, yourself? go tell me. I don't know. So you you have a shield. Yeah. If you time your your swipe when it shoots, you hit the laser back at them. Oh, one hit kill. This that's handy. Timing. That's yeah. good to know. Can I can I ask you a question about that game yeah. as well? Um, do all of your weapons explode after like three hits? In the beginning, yes, but as you get big, better, why like, they you get more weapons and they last longer? Can you fix them or anything? No, you just you they just, just break. You just hoard new ones. And that sucks. No, you constantly get new ones. It's it's not a big deal. That really sucks. When you have two weapon slots, yes, it sucks. But as you because I never, I never want to use the good. We- I've got like three weapons that I'm like, this is cool, but I'm never gonna fucking use it. Well, you you use them when you need to, because eventually you're gonna die if you don't. Well, no, I'm I'm good. Like okay, I'm a, I'm an RPG. I've done this shit before. Like I know what I'm doing. It's no big deal. I know what I'm doing. But uh, that's interesting about the the laser stuff. Yeah, Gail literally died. I watched her die like a hundred times. Yeah. I was like. Can I just teach you something? <laughs> She's like, no, I don't want to cheat. I was like, just please. It's I not can't, cheating. I can't watch this again. It's, anyway. Uh, well, the, th- the thing is, the reason I started playing was because uh, the said partner was, uh, she was looking for something new to do. And she was like, oh, maybe I'll try this. And she played it. And she got to the very first set of like those things that attack you. The, yeah. the bad things, whatever they are. I don't know. You know, the, or something. The, the red things, yeah, whatever they call them, something. Yeah. And uh, she died repeatedly and then got angry and turned it off. And I was like, in a fiery blaze. Yeah. A you, beautiful, cell shaded fiery <laughs> blaze. <laughs> Just like she exploded, let alone the game. And I was like, I was like, it can't be, it can't be that hard. Yeah, like, go what's try happening? one of the like, little, like, so I gave it a go and it was, yeah, it was pretty good. Go try one of the, like, little, like, uh, golem things. Like, Oh yeah. yeah, she can take those guys on. I did easy. the, I did the classic thing of classic RPG player, right? Do you do this as well? So, like, I left the very first cave, and you're supposed to go down towards, like, the, the church thing. Like, yeah. you're supposed to go the way it points you. Yeah. I turned around, I went up the hill, and I went backwards, and I was there, like, fighting all stuff. And then, I, uh, after about four hours of playing a game, I was like, ah, oh, I could do with actually doing some of the story. Because yeah. I've already done a bunch of stuff that I wasn't supposed to. That's part of the fun of these like these new games like like Red Dead and, and Breath of the Wild and I imagine Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, Horizon, you, not so much. If you, well, I, if you create a world worth exploring, like... It's and then interweave a story into that. Like it's when done like deftly, like there's just the power of the consoles nowadays like makes it really immersive. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Absolutely. There's yeah, there's a lot of interesting, unique stuff in Zelda that I think you don't find in other games. Well like, that's the that's like what defines a good open world game. Yeah. Is like the stu- the pr- like is it worth exploring? Yes. Right? 
Absolutely, and I did that. I just yeah. went. I went to town. <laughs> well, let's shimmy along nice. I feel like we've been talking a lot about what we've been up to. But um, true. have yeah. you heard anything this week? Um, yeah, I you heard about what? the new Venom trailer, the Venom yeah. Two trailer too. We actually, uh, we actually had that sent to us by friend of the show. Um, I think it was friend of the show Jacob. I can't actually find the message. Apologies. Friend of the show Jacob sent that over and uh, yeah. asked us what we thought. And I look, I you weren't a fan of Venom as much as like I don't know if I was a fan, but I just thought it it took like uh, some creative choices that I liked. Sure. And I think it is just really going to be really fun to see a crazy Woody Harrelson play Carnage. Like, he does embody in that trailer what I remember that character. Because this is actually one of the few comics I actually did read. All right, growing up. I had a couple with Spider-Man and Carnage and, and uh, Venom. And, like, he just embodies that character. Like, creepy fucking like makes your skin just crawl. Just a psychopath serial killer. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's just, I'm excited to see it. And it's also in, Tom Hardy. It's interesting they kind of showed you the origin of Carnage as well. Like, he bites him. Yeah. Oh, that's what it seems like. Well, maybe it's Unless a, maybe it's a misdirect. It's a, uh, yeah, I think it's a misdirect. Interesting. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Sony mi- are pretty shitty at these things. I, I mean, I'm intrigued as well, though, that they've released a trailer for this I mean, and that, not a trailer for... If that's for not a misdirect, like, why would you include that in the movie? Great question. It's so dumb to include that Great thing. question. Like, no Because that's actually, like, a kind of cool thing. Like, the serial killer bites you. and the, Like, I would have liked to have been surprised by that. You'd like to have been bitten by a serial killer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would have liked to experience Which one that. would you like to be bitten by first? Oh, God, stop. That's um, an interesting question. Have you watched any good serial killer documentaries on uh, I Netflix? Or have anything? I? I've watched all of them. What's your what? what which one intrigues you the most? Because I find every time I, I watch they're them, they're all fucking weird. So dude. interesting. They're, they're they all are, and it's great. You know what? One did a really good job of like showing that is Mindhunter. Yes, is that they do have like this weird thing that connects them. Like you can't really place it at first, but there are these just like odd similarities similarities between all of them. As often you, are. Yeah, I, I did. I did watch the first season of Mindhunter. Uh, I got really into it towards the end and that was just when I was flying back to Australia. Yeah. So I just haven't picked it up since. I need season to two is it. really good, but apparently they're not Bundy doing a season, season three two. because it's just like too hard to get everyone's schedules aligned. Like it was really well received, uh, but like the director's really, who's the, who's the director? He's, I, I he's pretty know. famous. I think we both like him. Oh, good. Let me look him, let me look it up. Well, while you're looking that up, did you hear this week um, a bunch of, a bunch of things? One thing that came out the day of recording last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about was, did you see the Venture. new Ghostbusters trailer? I didn't. I sent it to you. You sent it to me. I, I literally sent it to you. I, I, I know. I know you did, but I didn't watch it. Well, it's, it is pretty fun. Is it? There aren't any jokes in there yet, but there is a very, very fun uh, Ray Stance, who is, of course, Dan Aykroyd's character, mm-hmm. potential like Easter egg at the end where he's where the, the kids are calling the Ghostbusters and he's picking up a phone and you're yeah. like, oh my God, it's Ray. I'm just worried that I'm not going to like it. So I'm like, kind of like, when you sent that trailer, I was like, Ugh. I don't, I don't I think like, I Ugh. couldn't, I don't think I'm not going to like it. I think it's like, it's too different from the original to be like compared to it, but it's also like similar enough that you get the same vibes. Like it's got the ghost dogs in there. You remember the ghost dogs from the first yeah. one? Do you, do you have? Did you ever see the new Jumanji? No, I never watched. So it. this Didn't is the go. way that that movie feels to me. Oh really? Oh that yeah. sucks. But like, I actually ended up watching Jumanji and laughing a bit. Did the you? New one, with the new with one, Dwayne? But it's just not what it, it was too different. Okay. You know, so that's Didn't like have Robin Williams. That's always yeah, a problem. I just I feel like that's what's happening here to me. But I could be wrong. Um, Dave Fincher 
oh, really? uh, was Mindhunter, which like that you could say like he's obviously in high demand, so it makes sense that he Dave might not Fincher. be. I, I was talking. There's a there's a documentary on him on Stan, and I've been meaning to watch it forever. He's so good, dude. So he's a he's a, he's fucking cool. Let's be honest. Look, I'm gonna save I'm gonna save all the Marvel news to the end. I'm just gonna give you a big dump of Marvel at the end because yeah. there is. There's actually quite a lot of Marvel this week. I'm All right, you, I'll, I'll jump in then and say, did you see any of the Halo Infinite beta? No, but I heard about this. Bro, what it happened? Looks so fucking good. Really? Yeah, like it's getting really good reviews, and it's just like a beta. It's like what they, you know, they do it every every time a Halo. Apparently, comes it crashed out. a load and gave away a bunch of the story arcs. I don't think so. I was reading that. Yeah. I, I mean, crashed a load. Like that's the point. It's a beta. yeah, yeah. They try and Understood. figure it out the but. The people that actually got gameplay. I didn't know it gave out. I don't want to look that up at all. So I'm just going to stay yeah, away no, from don't. That. Absolutely don't. But uh, the multiplayer beta looks... It just looks fun, bro. There's I the think, grapple yeah. hook looks so fun. Some of the kills I saw were just so badass. Like oh, this yeah. guy rockets a guy, grapple hooks around a bridge, and then goes on top and rockets his friend. And it was it gameplay. Was, oh, mate. It looked... It, oh, it's a full beta. Like, I could not do that. Like people are, people are playing it like right now. I actually think it closed last week. But... uh Anyway, I'm pretty stoked on it. Well, speaking speaking of video games, while we're there, yeah, did you hear this week that the developer, the developers from the teams behind Last of Us, Call of Duty, God of War, and Destiny, have apparently started their own studio called That's No Moon, uh, and they've been backed uh, with a hundred million investment for their first project, which is apparently going to be an action adventure game. So, who Last of Us, Last of Us, Call of Duty, God of War, the new one, uh, and Destiny. So, if you can imagine, Bungie, yeah. Like wow, that's a so heavy I, I, hitting crew. Of yeah, it, it sounds like a like a selection of like top like talents just gone. gone. Yeah, video game developers. <laughs> well, I mean, it could go either way, couldn't uh, it? It could be the worst ones. It could be the uh, ones who can't get any good work. I don't know. I reckon it's the guys that are like, "Fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it." That'd be thing. so fucking yeah. cool. And I like, dude, those games like Last of Us, obviously amazing. God of War, one of my all-time favorite games. Destiny, even though started off bad, I never played that. Came but I, around, but those are the guys that made Halo originally. Ah, okay, yeah, interesting. So. Well, they've got an investment. They're back. I'd love to know what the game's going to be. Action adventure. That could be exciting. Just all the new great IP is coming pick, out of video pick games. Pick a thing. Days. I'm excited about all that. Well, on a slightly sadder note, talking of video games, did you hear this week that Horizon Forbidden West's been delayed until? I have not, but it gives me more time to play the original. Well, you should. You can take <laughs> yeah. it. Please have it. I I need you to play that game um, so we can talk about it. We could even do a pod on it to be honest. Mate, we got three more weeks or two more weeks of this at least. How minimum? I'm gonna you be will st- not make a dent. I will start a new game. I, know I don't you. know what it will be. You won't make a dent. Not in that game. You'll you'll get distracted like I do. <laughs> you'll be doing side that, quests. I might just do Last of Us Part Two because of that, because it's more linear. Okay, that's yeah. not a bad shout. No, um, play play Horizon. I want to do an episode on it. Okay. The apparently, did yes. you hear that the Suicide Squad was being review bombed by the uh, by the who are the what is the people that do this? Um, Idiots. The fucking the. Justice League. Oh my God! Is it the, uh, the Justice League? Crew. Oh, really? Okay. I well, see. not all of them. I don't want to put them all in that bucket because it's, it's a sub, the, it's small the, subset yeah. of fucking weirdos. There's always, there's always some, isn't yeah, there? But and James Gunn ain't sweating. He's like, oh, whatever, dude. Well, apparently, um, David Ayer, who who did the original original yeah. um, the Suicide Squad movie, came out this week and said he he put this big old post on about his life and how you know he'd gone through addiction and he'd gone through all these troubles and he made this incredible movie. And he was like, the movie that came out was not his movie. And then oh God, at the end of go. it, at, no, no. And then at the end of it, <laughs> get this, at the end of it, he says, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. And it's like, you've just written a fucking 12 paragraph, uh, 12 page blog about it. Like, like what else well, would you need to say? 
You know, like I reckon they'll I reckon they'll release the A cut, surely. I don't care. Well <laughs> I don't care. I mean look, the the movie that came out and we, we I, I would like us one day to do a, a pod on it because it's okay. so bad. It's like one of the worst. Um it's so bad that there's no way what he did originally could have been as bad as that movie. Okay. It's like, do you remember when we talked about uh, Fan Forstick when it, in, in one of the OG ones? Where it uh, was like so weird. Yeah. In, in one of the ones that was a prelude episode. What are they called now? I can't remember I what forget. they were. We just don't um, talk about them. But they, they never happened. Shh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like that. There's like shit that's cut in from like out of nowhere. And then like the hair's different. And then like. Back yeah, no, the, you're, you're it's, saying it's that it was obviously Yeah, obviously edited, So I'm, I'm intrigued, uh, I'm, but I'm also way more intrigued. And next week, hopefully, all being well, we'll be talking about Suicide Squad, the James Gunn with pretty much every famous celebrity in Hollywood right now. How are we going to watch that? I think it should be on HBO. Okay, got so it. So that'll be Binger over here. Binge, um, binge, binge, binge. The other thing I heard, I'm, I'm excited for that as well. Uh, the reviews actually do look good despite the uh, review bomb. Yes, um, I also do. heard that What If is apparently going to be canon. Mm. Or is it just a, is this mm. a rumor? Well, not What If, but there was an interesting rumor about canon this week whereby um, the director of Loki, mm-hmm. I've forgotten her name, Katie something, uh, was talking about, was asked directly the question if, if He Who Remains was tailoring everything and writing everything as it went, was were the Avengers supposed to all be snapped out and then come back? So the entire Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. it is now canon, apparently, that he wrote it to be that way, which I find pretty weird thinking I about. I mean, I think that he influenced it to be that outcome. Well, that's what they, write, yeah. that's what they say. Yeah. So, um, weird. Um, Amazon Lord of the Rings has wrapped. It has. Yeah. Wrapped? There's a picture. It's wrapped or it's... Think Produ- it's wrapped in production. Wow, because we talked about this, it's been in production yeah. forever. Yeah, I think it's wrapped. Damn. Yeah, that first pitch we put it on Instagram. Plug for our Instagram. I'm down. At podcast assemble. At podcast assemble. Come um, find us. You know the picture does look good. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, so how Lord is it? It's pretty fucking hard to fuck up Rivendell. <laughs> how do you make Rivendell look like shit? Is that Rivendell? Like, it's gotta be. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. Could yeah. be anywhere. I'm pretty. Sure, I mean, it looks like a. Could ancient, be. It looks like an elven. Could be little Birmingham. kingdom. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely not that. I mean, <laughs> I didn't see any razor blades, mate. <laughs> it's not Birmingham. To- Tommy, uh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Peaky just riding in on his horse. Oh, Arthur. Arthur Shalom, Arthur. God, I haven't Please seen watch it, dude. It's so good. I need to. Um, um, it looks great, man. It, yeah, it does. What a beautiful, what a beautiful first well, shot. I mean, it's like literally a thumbnail, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they've got a lot of other stuff to really win me over on. They but. do. Um, well, they released um, a bunch of stuff today, actually, as well. Did they? Of, it was more, I think I think I sent you, it was more like... an Instagram post. Images yeah. of, like, the cast, uh, the, the crew, sorry, filming and stuff. And it was like, woo, well Yeah, done. it was like, what, whatever. Which is fine, I it's suppose. Like, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, but, like, I'm, gl- I'm good, glad it's coming along because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in Christ. Yeah. It was, it was really, like, getting, like, slow. It was really slow in concerning. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say concerning is the word. And then my last bit that I heard, which is just kind of a random shout. This is great. I love when you, you bring stuff to the table. This, this is, is this like a random shout. You know, like remember I used to have my weird news of the day. Oh, yeah. Like this is, is not really, this is kind of weird, but it's not like that weird. M. Knight Shyamalan. Is that how you say his name? Manight, yeah. Manight. <laughs> um, pitched a dark Indiana Jones movie to Spielberg for number four. Huh. Didn't listen, apparently. Huh. Instead chose Shia. 
Huh. Wait, do you mean you mean instead of the Crystal Skull? Instead of that, he wow. pitched it was going to be like a dark indie. What dark indie? Yeah, dindy. <laughs> I can't even like Dindy. I, I'm, I'm quiet because I'm trying to wrap my head around what that would look like. What do you mean darker than like Indiana Jones? It was like very vague. I think it was all nascent. You didn't like go right. into it. But I think like Raiders of the Lost Ark is a bit darker. Right? What's the Temple of Temple of Doom? Because that's dark as hell. Yeah. So I think he, he was like gonna like guys yeah he was gonna like shit? make it like continue down that vein. Ah. Ooh. Okay. Like that's not my that's my least favorite of the original three, yeah. but it's still. Echelon's better than most action adventure movies I've ever seen. Man, so Crystal Skull, that's really shite, interesting. So. But also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like to M Night Shyamalan have a big property. I th- I'd be scared. I mean, I just don't know if I'd trust him with it. That's what like I'm that. saying. Yeah, I don't. He, Can you trust him with he's it? He's pretty obscure. His new movie's getting like pretty good reviews compared to the other ones. Well, it's it's like in the middle. It's like yeah. it's very M Night Shyamalan. It's, it's like it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's Aquaman. Middling. It's either like. Massively, everyone says it's it's the best thing since M Night Shyamalan, or it's like the worst thing since M Night Shyamalan. There's yeah. no like middle ground with it. Agreed. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't, I don't know how how I'd feel about that. I'd like to know more more details. All right, drop. Tell the me Mar- more details. Drop I'll give the you, Marvel news. I'll give you a couple of bits of Marvel news. So, yeah. a couple of bits of interesting news this week. First and foremost, um, Hawkeye. It now has a Disney Plus release date of the 24th of November. Thoughts. I'm going into this one. Less excited than uh, Loki. Yep. Slightly more excited than Bucky Boy. Ooh, more excited. Yeah. I would... mm. Like, I'm just remembering how I came into Bucky Boy. I was not at all interested. Sure. You came out I came out higher than I came in. You came out M. Night Shyamalan. I came out middling. Yeah. (laughs) I just think that one was cut to shreds. I feel like there was that whole storyline that was missed out in the middle. Yeah, but I, I guess my point is like I'm I'm a little like slightly more excited. Like, meaning to say I'm not that excited. Sure, I'm not. I don't mind. Like whatever. Like it'll be fine. He was always so bland. Bleh? Bleh. Bleh. Hawkeye. Like what was his? Di- he was just a foil to everyone else in the MCU. Like he never. He was just like the father guy. Yeah. He never well, had. That's any... what he's doing though, because the whole point of the series is he's he's fo- he's fostering the new Hawkeye. Like, Kate Bishop is a, is a young protege who he's going to be like bringing through. Yeah. Like I guess like I hope that they like the reason I'm not excited about it is because they, they never gave me a reason to be excited about him. Sure. So like now hopefully Solid this points. will be the reason, right? Because before he was just so like. But he had nah. that great haircut in. Uh, <laughs> Talked about <laughs> okay. the tsunami. <laughs> talked about it he had the mullet yeah i don't know what you, I don't that even... was a, that was a haircut right that i think was cool in the uk in about 2000 that was never cool in about 2004 objectively that the least like the worst type of cool of all time the, the early 2000s yeah it's just like the, the peak of emo yeah i had the worst haircuts then. yeah like the worst worse than now and I look like a caveman. Um, well, a couple of bits of controversy. Are you ready for some controversy? I'm ready from for Marvel? your MCU car- controversy. Because Marvel is never controversial, but right now, apparently, is the time. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, I'll, there's, there's yeah. one before that. There's one before the one you're thinking of. So first and foremost, Dave Bautista was, was called out on Twitter as to why he wasn't voicing Drax in the What If show. And he responded to some random fan who just said, let's start with, I was never asked. And apparently, people aren't happy about this. So, whether they're trying to save a bit of money by recasting a few voices for, for sure. What If. That's 100% what they're doing. Yeah. Well. Mate, it's COVID. You know, the, the theme parks are shut. 
They're not. No, they are not. <laughs> I mean, in the States, they, they surely, are very much over. I mean, when this decision was made. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that he was so blunt about it. And well, apparently he's obviously James, not happy. Yeah, apparently. Well, he also came out. Well, yeah. there is another bit of news linked to him off the back of the one I'm going to talk to you about now, which is that apparently Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over the Black Widow uh, release. Completely fair. Like, yeah. Com- completely fair. Well, what, appar- what apparently has happened is yeah. that she was promised off the back of the theatrical release that she would get a percentage of earnings from the profits uh, and obviously didn't get a full theatrical release and bombed in its second week. So it did really well in the first week, bombed second. And she is suing over the fact that it went straight to Disney Plus as well, meaning that a bunch of people didn't go to cinemas to watch it. Totally which makes sense. I can completely understand. And apparently off the back of this, people uh, Emma Stone is looking to as well. Um, as is Emily Blunt, apparently, off the back of the Jungle Cruise one going direct to Disney+. Plus, Like, this is I crazy. mean, I gotta be real. Like, you, as angry as you want to be at Disney, like, your fucking lawyer in a day of streaming should have had a clause. Like, your agent fucked up the negotiation. I, well, I, I, like, I, I, that's I guess legit a thing. Like, mm, well, I get, well, I guess Disney's um, comeback is that this is like an act of God. Like, how could we have known that we cinemas aren't going to be open across the world at Because they, 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 this film was done. I mean, Disney's comeback hit. is we own the IP and our contract says based off the film earnings, right? There, if there's no carve out that our agent hasn't thought of, of saying like, hey, if you release this, just do, like there needs to be a, an exclusivity period. Like yeah. if that's not in the contract, like realistically in the like real real world capitalism yeah scarlet's fucked well but yeah. like i totally back her like well what know, i she's been she's getting screwed over yeah like, but well what yeah. i what i think is also happening is that potentially burnt like burning talent is, sounds terrible to say but like disney like you don't want to get you don't wanna lose like that's three of the biggest actresses in hollywood actors in hollywood yeah but they're done with scarlet for, for they've, now they've juiced that for one out. now she's literally dead yeah I'm talking <laughs> about, you're talking about the MCU but think about all the other movies they might want her in yeah, Emily Blunt I mean, I huge mean, at the end right of the now. day like Disney you know there's there's always new actors actors need the studios more than the studios need the actors I think well yeah maybe yeah but off the back of that as well Dave Bautista had a had a lovely rebuttal to this but you, know, you don't you don't want to have a bad rep as like a because they, they've, they've been able to attract good talent so far I think yeah. so, but uh, yeah, di- well, Disney, they've recently changed heads and yeah. it's apparently been a bit all over the place since, so it's interesting yeah. that this is happening under this new reign, shall we say. Yeah. But also Dave Bautista came out and said, um, uh, tweeted just saying that Disney should have made uh, an R-rated Drax movie. What do you reckon to that? That'd be funny. I'd love to see yeah, it. Yeah, but Disney won't. No, of course, they, yeah. of course they won't. But they should. But I'd love to see it. Yeah. James Gunn is apparently I honestly think Drax well. is so funny. Oh, I love his delivery and shit. It's so it just gets me. All right, I realize the difference between Guardians One and Guardians Two. Yeah, in Guardians One, he's so straight faced that the things that happen around him and the situations he's in and how he reacts is just funny. Yeah. Whereas he, in the second one, <laughs> it's forced. He's he, like, ha 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 ha. I think he like, leans uh, in. He leans into two, the. Two, he's yeah. not leaning in, bro. He is literally no, he's like leaning, falling over. He's, <laughs> it's like, bro. Fair. I still like it, dude. I just love his whole fucking thing. His spiel. Yeah, I think I they just, changed it just a bit too. I think they it's kept a, fair, a bit of the. It's a totally fair stoicism. Criti- it, it is a fair criticism. I just I I ate it all up anyway. Like the bit where he's like, "Nothing goes over my head. I would catch it." Like, <laughs> like just that delivery in the first I'm sorry. one. Every it's single so time. It's so good. That's what I like. And then the second one when he's like, 
is like there's a bit of laughing that I know I know that moment what you're talking about the laughing, but I kind I still liked it. I gotta be honest. Fair enough. You should stay around on that. I mean, I I still like him. I'm not saying I like the guy. I think he's he's very talented. He's one of the only uh, former wrestlers who I actually enjoy as an actor. How many are there? There's only a few, right? Well, I think three of the biggest biggest pulls in Hollywood right now: John Cena, The Rock, by by revenue pull for sure. It's crazy how like mass appealing they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John Cena has just been peacemaker in all interviews and everything ever since that movie's well what's really tough is that that movie's been shown around the world a bunch of times so trying to stay away from spoilers bro is gonna be hard yeah it will like i think it's out this weekend we're probably gonna have to, to be fair seasons. i don't follow as much of the stuff on tw- on twitter and instagram but i think ign is where and like these websites where i look up news oh like, they'll, they'll they'll find you they'll find, they'll find you speaking over. of find you yeah. if you guys have any recommendations of any news i've seen anything we haven't talked about the like us to like us to mention we mentioned last week that friend of the show matt said um about sent us a message about the the dead space remake thank you friend of the show matt i did find that so i could call you out i appreciate it very much what, what did um, he say he said he sent us the news about the dead space okay. remake i just couldn't remember who'd sent it to us so thank you let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about on you can find us on instagram or at, at podcast assemble or they can email us at the podcast assemble at gmail.com find us everywhere um, we're absolutely everywhere we will find you do we want right. to transition let's uh let's find a new main topic theme let's yeah <laughs> it's the main topic <laughs> theme i'm never gonna get that right am i main uh, we're main into it. topic theme what are we going to talk about uh today well we watched the documentary um everything and nothing which was a joke in the beginning that we kind of hinted at and I'm going to be honest, like it was a bit boring. So we're going to talk a bit about that. Yeah, hell. A bit, but yeah. mostly about the, the Bond universe in general with the new Bond movie coming out. It might be Absolutely. a little less structured than usual, but oh, no we're going to run with it. Look, and we I, got the news last week that there is uh, a, there is now a date for the new Bond movie. It's yeah. coming out in October. Um, and we just got excited about Bond, I think. Um, it's, yeah. I think Bond is one of those movie franchises that regardless of how bad the previous one was i can't help but get excited when i hear there's a new one coming out yeah we're going to talk about that a bit i just yeah. I, and just to do a little bit of a tease like i don't know that there's any other movie franchise that's done what this one has done no like, was that 25th like movie? not only by like scope of movies but like different actors over different decades over different time periods and adapted. still give you that feeling that yeah. you just had a lot of that's the music, I say, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So what we're going to basically do is, I think, if you don't mind me, we will start by doing our stupid overall plot summaries of what a James Bond is. Uh, we're going to then do a little... We're going to just talk a little bit about a few Bond tropes, three best and three worst things of what we enjoy uh, about Bond. And then we're basically going to talk a little bit about maybe the doco we saw, just, just touch a little bit on some of the, the key things that came out of it. And then just dive into it. Yeah, like, yeah. From my perspective, I think we should probably focus more on the Daniel Craig stuff because, dude, it's why not? great. You it's know. the best. We can talk a bit about the other stuff, but like we're, we're building up to the new one. That's what I'm hyped for. And I'll be honest, I need to finish. I haven't seen all of Sean Connery's stuff. I've seen a lot of it, but I really should educate myself on this. Be ahead of the new movie, but I've seen a lot of them, like in pa- like in, in the old, in like when I was a kid, yeah, like with so my granddad like recently, and, and like I don't really know if I got all the jokes, like you know what I mean, like that kind <laughs> of. That's like how long ago it was. Um, but, that, but I mean, like I think it's I think Bond is a feeling. Yeah. Honestly, now that. give me a give me your stupid plot summary of James Bond. All right, stupid dumb summary. Car chase. 
Opening credits. M16. Money Penny. M. Gadgets. Car. Exotic location. Casino. Woman. Villain. Car chase. Gadgets. The woman from before dies. He has sex with another woman. The villain explains his or her plan. A countdown is stopped. A secret lair is destroyed. Finn. And I gotta give... Concise? I gotta give GQ credit. Because I just completely stole this from <laughs> Freddie Campione on GQ because I thought it was the best dumb summary Brilliant. of Bond I've ever heard. Like, that is literally the, That's literally the every plot movie. of every movie. Yeah. All right. Um, I know. I like it. Mine's, uh, mine's a bit different. Mine is um, the Doctor Who of the big screen spy thriller genre. This miso- misogynistic, sociopathic individual struggles to adapt to life in the new tech- technology age while instead of being reprimanded for his sexual advances on co-workers, is genu- generally applauded. Yeah, that's so that's, true. That's <laughs> the amount of sexual harassment that would have, like... Oh, my God. They need to make a joke about that in the new one. They, oh, they, so, they didn't they? make a joke of it, but I was when I was watching the documentary, there was a bit... There's actually a second one on YouTube that's 45 yeah. minutes, and it's a UK one. And uh, there's a bit where, in the Pierce Brosnan ones, M, who's Judy Dench at the time calls him out and is like she's like you're a sexist misogynist pig you're like you're a relic of the of the russian war era yeah. and it's like bond finally realizes what, <laughs> what it is but like like don't get me wrong like bond is bloody amazing like do you have like a favorite bond like start start off where at the beginning like do you have a favorite one that you grew up with or one that's it's like it's hard because like i know that he's not the world's favorite but pierce brosnan was like bond to me as yeah. a kid when yeah, i was yeah. like so like i i like him more than i think other people might well, that, that 95 um, like that's like peak youth for me was like the golden eye of the game like he was the gold, voice the face he like, was it like yeah, he was um, that and like so he's up there but i would say probably craig's on sure. the top yeah i can see that but sean connery looks like he pulled off the like he he, inve- he invented the suaveness of it so he i invented you gotta the look you gotta give him credit i think to be fair i've yeah I, that's exactly what i was gonna say like yeah. for me I, I follow exactly the same path you just did yeah like i grew up with pierce brosnan like the first bond i remember yeah. I remember being in cinemas. I remember being at the cinema and seeing that scene where he jumps off the dam. But I choose to like, remember that scene and not the sky, like the kite that's surfing. A di- it, that's a different movie, though. That, like, I get, I, I, that's my yeah. point, but it's all his era. Yes, I, I, all okay. the good memories I have are of that one movie. Sorry, yeah, I cut no, you no, off, no, no, no. Absolutely. It's, yeah. For me, it's it's Goldeneye and forget the rest. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but Goldeneye is such like a, a moment in time. There are good moments in those I'm other sure movies. I'm sure that Bo- Brosnan said that in the documentary. He said, yeah. I remember Goldeneye, the rest is a blur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said that exact thing. So the, the documentary basically was a walk through the timeline of the James Bond character, right? So yeah. it started at, at the very beginning of the books. Yes. And it also carried on. It basically carried through like the production of each movie, like the timeline of like how. Yeah. And essentially how it went from being like this, this small yeah. uh, book production to being bought by Hollywood producers and shared initially by two families. Um, one of my favorite podcasts always makes fun of the Broccoli family who currently own it. And those guys, I understand why. They're weird. <laughs> like, they were like obsessive about it. Do you know what though? Like when, you, when, when I'm watching them talk about it, I get the impression that they're, they're not obsessive about it. They're obsessed about what it can do for them. Like it's it's not like uh it's not like they love the franchise, they just can't they, they just can't let it go. Like they're mm. like like that crazy uh like stereotype of of a bunny boiler 
ex who is like just can't let it go and is like just so hyperactive about everything and like yeah. going like nuts. I mean, it's like their livelihood. Dude, yeah. they're multi-millionaires. Like yeah. they do not need to make another James Bond film. They're doing it out of pure habit. Well, they, they own the rights. What did you? What are you going to like sell them? What's the point? Let someone else have a go, man. Like, <laughs> well, speaking of, yeah. there were also a couple of movies in the middle there who were made by the people. I forgot yeah. the dude's name. Uh, but he, so, so what happened was after uh, Sean Connery's first five, first five movies, he did Dr. No, From Russia With Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, and uh, You Only Live Twice. He went away. Uh, he basically fell out with the Broccoli f- he fell out with broccoli i never understand like like, how an actor producer beef gets so bad like the one they described in this documentary that you by the sounds of it they just weren't paying him like they were just paying him pennies what were they though by the sounds of it yeah Ah, fair enough from what everyone was in there was saying i mean you didn't get a lot of the you didn't get the connery side his side you didn't which is very interesting but so like he went away and he was he was enlisted by the other family the the other the so, other own rights yeah, they so own the rights to like two books or something yeah because he wrote one of the, he wrote one of the, he like had an idea about it and the court ruled that he it counted as a script correct i don't remember to be fair correct so he couldn't so they but they went off and made the thunderball anyway yeah anyway we're talking a lot around Ian Fleming without talking a lot about him he was he seemed like based like an alcoholic who was dreaming of being like some spy uh which is hilarious but like the w- w- what's really interesting is the the bond film that we both say we like the most or, or one of the bond films we say we like the most the daniel craig stuff the casino royale all that all of that essentially came from those books and when they made a really interesting point in the documentary that when they were running out of ideas they went back to the source and that's so when they needed to reboot with Craig, it was really interesting that they went back to Casino Royale, which is kind of the most boring one. It's pre- to, to me, did they make Casino Royale before? I didn't realize. They made it as like a TV movie. Okay, so yeah. Oh yeah, they made it. Did, was it the US one? Yes. Yes. Correct. So, which by the way, the fact that there's this guy, Jimmy Bond, an American Jimmy, version Jimmy of Bond. James Bond, is just so funny. Um, I can't believe that exists. But yeah, I... I find Casino Royale to be the best movie of the Daniel Craig ones. So if you're saying, do you, do you find it to be boring? Uh, no, th- no, no, no. I mean, sorry. The, the, what I was saying was the, pre- the, the premise of just sitting oh. and playing cards. Yeah, yeah. You could be like, that's going to be super dull. But the way they do it. So my favorite is actually Skyfall of the Daniel Craig movies. Got even it. though it's a bit nonsensical and the villain's plan is complete crap. I forget, um, to be honest. Well, well, we'll go into them in a little yeah. in a minute. There's a like, countdown, though. I know let's, that. <laughs> let's just talk is. about the three best and three worst Bond tropes. What do you What do you got for that? I would say the um, going back to my dumb summary. A countdown is stopped. <laughs> uh, I would also say a secret layer is destroyed. I think it's just too tropey at this point. Like, not everyone has a secret layer. Like that is like overtly like how dare you? That I have is a like, secret layer in my kitchen. That, that right is now. like fucking what's his name from Austin Powers? Uh, Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil that's level he, of yeah. I know that that's where yeah. it came that's from. What like, but but like on. my point is like it's so bad that that's like actually almost what it is these days. Like that was supposed to be a satire on it, and then the '90s Bond movies kept happening, and they kept having these <laughs> ice layers, and it's just yeah. like ridiculous. Um, so I'd say that's two, and then let me think for three. You know, I, a lot of the tropes are like part of the reason why you like him. Yeah. So it's hard for me to, to say, but uh, you know, the villain explains his or plan is, is kind of a trope in general. I don't like, like, what's the point of that? Show me, don't tell me. Yeah. Um, so those are my three. How about you? 
All right, well, mine are a bit random, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> like, because I mean, like, it's, it's, it's almost tropey to talk about the Bond tropes. Bond is a trope. The whole thing is a trope. It just created the trope. It kind of did. Um, well, the locations. Like, I love the fact that this dude who's writing books in Jamaica in a beautiful setting and yeah. in, in a beautiful house that he bought after the war was just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's talk about like <laughs> the most beautiful places and this dude who's out, you know, sleeping with all these beautiful women. It's just living his like, dream. Yeah, the locations of are like beautiful and like some of the ways, I think some of the ways they build them into the movies is incredible as well. Like one thing in the latest one, uh, Spectre that got a lot of shit was uh, the, the scene in Mexico at the beginning. Mm. They actually got paid by the Mex by the Mexican government apparently a, bu a bunch of money to make Mexico look great. Um, and they did the Dia del Muerte and mm. that scene where he's yeah. like walking across the top of the buildings. But so are you? Are you, is this your three best tropes? Three best. Three okay. But I but, went three worst first. But sorry. You, oh, did you? Yeah, those are my worst. Oh I shit! You my sorry. Worst. It's okay. Um, no, I just want to make. I want to clarify that I do not like those parts of the tropes. Okay. Well, I was like. <laughs> Uh, well, but but they make the most of those locations, and I and I just love that they they're diversifying it more. That's fair. So second best, this is going to be very confusing listening back. Is is the villains? Like, don't get me wrong. Like they like you said, they've become tropes in themselves. Yeah. But like they created the the evil layer, the you, you know the the scarred villain, like all of his crazy like different types of villains who. Some of them, most of them have some physical deformity in <laughs> most, some way. Almost is, all. Which is a little, all, literally little almost weird. All. But uh, yeah, I, I just love how they, that they're built. And my last one was a bit broad, but kind of the legacy it's, it's kind of leaving. Like, yeah. Even if they stop Bond tomorrow, like in 50 years, people would still be clamoring for a new Bond movie. You know, like... There's all the talk about who's going to be the next Bond, which I think we'll probably finish with a little I, chat about. I, that's my last section. Great. Uh, I, I just love the legacy it's about. So do you want to give me your best? My best. So I'll give to you clarify my, worst. my best. I, I love the old M16 00, like, kind of culture that they've kind of developed. Like, oh, there's a 006, 007, and it's like there's only a select number of these guys that have the license to kill. I like that gimmick. Does it only go up to 009? I don't know. It must do because yeah, otherwise then it'd be zero it'd be ten. Ten. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't ten. sound as cool, would it? Oh, ten. Nine oh two one oh. Come here, Jimmy Bond. Oh, ten. Um, car chases, mate. Gotta love them. Oh, they do great yeah, car chases. Gotta love them. And um, then, like, just in general, like the sex appeal of the whole thing. Uh, like and like the I don't want to call it misogyny, but like the like. Well, I did. <laughs> there are parts that are, but the just the chase, the seduction, the like. You know, it is it. It's spy stuff, you know. It, I th I think it's that it's the that's what the classy we, affair. That's what, that's what we've been told spy stuff yeah. is, and he created yeah. that. The, yeah, the classy affair, the like the tight dress and the like gala setting, like it's just something Always cool about it. Always in a suit that's way yeah. too small for him. There's something cool about it, that he still right. can fight in somehow without ripping. <laughs> that that interestingly segues nicely into my worst. Okay. So I've. I've just well, I've actually this is actually spell uh, uh, has spell corrected me to the bong girl type. <laughs> so yeah, the bong girl type. That's what everyone. No, the the, the, the bong, bong girl trope, right? Yeah. That it's just so outdated. It's unnecessary now. The like, bong girl. Yeah. Wow. Like I mean, like I think that they could change the, I guess the way they do a have that in the movie. The well, way they apply it, like she, the girl could have agency that could like, and I and they think they started to in the later ones, if I remember. They try, yeah. 
I feel like the challenge with it is if you try and change, it's like an old dog. You try and change it now, the amount of fans will give you backlash about it. It's it's not it's almost not worth trying. But they'll go see it. They'll see it, but they'll yeah. bitch about it and maybe not see the next one. Doubt it. They'll see. The anyway, next yeah. My next one is his stupid little pistol. So the the, the <laughs> little Wolfer he carries around with him. Yeah. What is that about? The little PP seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's like com- like oh like just grow up. <laughs> I know. Pew was, pew. I, yeah. I've li- I have literally written mm-hmm. the stupid little pew pew pistol he has. <laughs> uh, it's nonsense. It's got like, to fit in a tuxedo that's I, like without being noticed in a and it's like skin don't tight. Don't wear so. such a goddamn skin <laughs> fuck tight. It's skin tight. He's got it. It's pointless. He's got to look good. I can't even get my words out. It's that stupid. He's got to look good. Uh, and my last one is just the fact that they st- everything in these Bond movies like I I my first point was that they build they've built a culture of spy movies. Yeah. But they also just steal from everything around them. Like the, the the Daniel Craig movies are in absolute uh, have absolutely stolen everything from the Bond movies. Yeah, for sure. Like none of it is their own. It's That's because all like Bourne was it. like the the James Bond that we wanted for a bit. Like that movie was like oh yeah. Like there was a big break, and then the Bourne movies came out after like the bad bad yes. Bond movies, and it was like this is what a they spy. just take from the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, Which, I think good. There you go. I was just gonna say, are you done with your three? You did all that three. That was all three. Yeah. I was going to say my major takeaway is just in all seriousness for this movie, like it's amazing that they've been able to reinvent him so consistently. Right. And to give him credit, like I can't name another franchise that has, like I was talking about this earlier. I would say maybe star Wars, but not as effectively. I mean, both of them have like bad and good, but I'd say like bond is at least 50, 50 star Wars. Isn't no. All right. I'll give you that. I think what some else? of the, I I mean it depends what you think. Um Doctor Who does well at reinventing the main character every yeah. every couple of seasons. I can't think of anything else. I was um, going to say Star Trek, Indiana Jones. Indiana like, Jones didn't I would say Indiana Jones failed. Character. Star Trek was has had multiple Captain Kirks. Captain Kirks or just captains? We are really going to offend all of our nerd fans. Isn't it out Captain there. Kirks? Like, no. Aren't they all Kirk? No. <laughs> well there Well there is multiple Captain Kirks. That is a thing. There's they, at least they did, four. A re- they did a rebootuation. There's that. Well, no. There's the movie one. There's like two different show ones. There's William Shatner. Um, and there's Chris Pine, which is two. Yes, there's two. The very least, but I'm sure there's more than that. Because mm. there's Star, there's Star Trek Legacy. There's a bunch of different. I I think they have different captains. <laughs> Do you mean um, Picard? Are you talking about Picard? No, I'm saying I, I know that like in certain times the different captains take over, but I'm pretty sure there is at least. Three Captain Kirks. We, I'd love you to check that while we're yeah. talking. But we have all of our nerd fans screaming at us right and now. And my iPad died, so I don't know anything That's about Star Trek. Is. I was trying to give it credit. All right, uh, so, come on. All right, well, let's just ask it. Let's ask a few random questions, and we'll jump a little bit deeper into the the Craig ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big aficionado on the old Bond movies, but I find, you know, what I find really strange is you could put any of the originals on, any single one of them, and I would be like, I don't remember any of this. But by about 15, 20 minutes in. I'd be like, oh yeah, this is this is the plot, well, like because they're all the same plot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like underwater Bond, ice Bond, sky Bond, Moonraker on the moon. Like, no, but like, like what what I mean is like I like I've clearly seen them all, like with my uh, granddad or with my dad or whatever. Yeah, um, I think so too. I don't think I've seen all of them, but I've seen most of them. I'm pretty sure I've seen like the majority of them. Uh, so, which is your favorite 
um, sorry, which is your favorite? We've already done this. Um, let's talk a little bit about the newer, the Daniel Craig era movies. Like, yeah. let's let's go through them because there's been four now, and we're coming up to our fifth. And it'd be interesting to sort of like track it because I, for for me, these have got a fifty percent ratio of hit miss, and it's gone. Quantum of Solace, uh, Casino Royale, very mm-hmm. good. Quantum of Solace, <coughs> very average. Uh, Skyfall, very good. Spectre. Pretty average. Yeah. So we're set up now for this 25th one. To be good. To be hopefully good. <laughs> to be good. Let's hope we can pray. Talk to me about the talk to me about Casino Royale. Tell me a little bit about it. I just like Casino Royale. I mean, A, the sequences like were really good and yeah. like not super CGI. Like, oh, yeah. Which is why they were really good. Um, as well as it was like Daniel Craig's like coming out part. Like he just was swapped. <laughs> you know, he did really well. I didn't realize he was uh, yeah, part yeah, of the LGBT community. That's not what I meant. <laughs> um, although, it's so totally cool if he was. Whatever uh, whatever you like. But, like, he, he was like, people were like, whatever you can't be a blonde Bond. And he totally was like, fuck yeah. you guys, you can. Dude, there was some really so. interesting stuff in what the second documentary I watched about him taking on the role of Bond. Like, he got... Like there were petitions, people wrote letters, yeah, like people were rude. actual letters. Like who being cares? Like, he dude. can't be Bond. It's like, what are you talking Get about? Get over yourself. He's man. an actor. And then, but like, so I'd seen him in Layer Cake before this movie mm-hmm. came out, and I love that movie. I don't know if you've seen Layer Cake. I haven't. I've wanted to. It was on Netflix for a while, and Gail wasn't down. It's essentially his uh, audition. It's mm-hmm. like we we joked about Ben Affleck audition, auditioning in Daredevil last week for for Batman. This is yeah. this is that kind of thing. Like he basically plays James Bond, but kind of like a low level drug dealer. It's yeah. incredible. No, I th- I think that he's great. And I guess what I like about Casino, it's just like all the settings, but in like a mental game of like macho machismo ness yeah, in, in like poker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's and there was some really creative like jarring torture scenes where you're like, oh, oh god. Well, well all right, let's yeah, stop. Like, I just thought it was really creative. Casino Royale is essentially a game about a, a film about poker in, at the end, right? So like yeah. he starts off. Actually, you know what? It starts off with. Um, I don't really remember, but I just remember it was good. Like you must remember. It, it starts off with a chase in like so, like a, he's yeah. literally chasing him through a construction and site. And he's doing parkour. Yeah. This was when parkour became cool. Parkour, parkour, <laughs> parkour. It's so good. Uh, yeah, so they do that. Then he just murders a guy in an embassy. But do you not remember? Like, I think take it back a step before that. The very first scene of the movie is that black and white scene where he becomes a double O, and it's implied that to become a double O, you need to have two kills while you're on the on while you're registered, and and then you get this double O title. And it's the one where he's like in black and white, and he's taking the bullets out of the guy's gun. And he just like murders him in cold blood, and you're like. This guy's a psychopath. I don't remember this. Oh man. my god, it's beautiful. But I do remember Casino Royale's great. Yeah, I just well, remember it's good. Es- essentially, the rest of the plot is that um, Le Chiffre, who is Mads Mikkelsen, who, mm-hmm. by the way, top tier choice for a villain. He's just like always the fucking he is weird the villain, villain yeah. right? Um, he he works he works for different peoples, and he uses their money to bet on the stocks, and then crashes the stocks. So that he wins a bunch back and can double or give extra money to these horrible, horrible humans. But Bond stops one of his plots. The, do you remember there's the big new jumbo jet and he was mm-hmm. trying to blow it up? Bond stops it and there's this like, again, like a cold, brutal scene whereby the bomb that was supposed to blow up the jumbo jet, he attached it to this dude. <laughs> and then the dude realizes as he's about to blow up and Bond's just like ice cold, like, yeah, what up? <laughs> 
<laughs> and then they get to the the card game obviously the card yeah. games like this is what i was joking about at the beginning like how do you make a card game exciting i don't know i think that, that it's a good setting because it's, it's like amazing. are you bluffing are you i think that a card game in movie settings with the right actors can yeah. be very very yeah. compelling and he's think about a, think about Inglorious Bastards when they play that one game with things oh, on their head. Yeah, great scene. And he does the three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. That's two films with good card games. Yeah. Let's let's say more things. Maverick with Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a third. I can't. Not think of a good film. Um. Anyway, I and then it all boils down and, and, and Bond wins and just that torture scene at the end. Oof. Oof. Jesus. Like anyone can relate to this. Even. Men, women, just having that part of your body destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Now, the bit that makes me laugh about this movie is that the final, like, half an hour where it's supposed to be about him being uh, betrayed by the Vesper character is just... It's like, how is he doing this? His pieces were smashed to bits, <laughs> like, minutes ago. He'd be, like, literally in bed. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to walk. For, for weeks. You wouldn't be able to breathe. Yeah, uh, yeah. For sure. But what's interesting about that first one for me is, and they've tried to capture that with the ones since, is that it directly follows into the second. Now, the interesting thing, we, we, we joked about Quantum of Solace being a bit of a dud before, but Quantum of Solace was right in the middle of the writer's strike and they just needed to get the movie out. So there was times when Daniel Craig actually apparently helped with the script, which he should not have needed to That's do. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, but I like the plot of it. It's, it's essentially this dude who looks like a complete weakling dominic green do you remember the, i just the remember it's about like soul isn't it about like water water or yeah. like energy or some, something yeah. and then he kills his his spoilers i he, mean these are all we're yeah. spoiling all this so <laughs> he kills his like his chick and that's like really what puts bond into like a oh well yeah he does he, yeah. he in a throwback to the um goldfinger yeah he he murders the bond's love interest in the last movie well no no she's uh what is she no because vespa dies in the first one she she drowns herself in the, God, at the end of the remember, first mate. movie she he basically dunks her in oil and leaves her on the bed do you not remember oh yes yes yeah yes. Uh, well there's i feel like there's another one that well it's like again every bomb movie the chick dies but doesn't she it, a, another chick drown in in quantum of solace uh i th no i think there is a drowning scene but yeah. he's testing testing the other the anyway. other female character look anyway the great thing about it is that it, it's a continuation of that vespa storyline that he's trying to find out what the connection between vespa the money and yeah everything else was and this dominic green character who he's so weedy it's like there's a fight scene at the end between bond and him do you remember that so the whole uh, the vague premise of the film is that he is buying up areas of land that have water in poorer countries and then what he's going to do is when he has a con controlling stake in the water increase the price of yeah. water in the country so they have to buy it back off him now that actually happened in real life <laughs> which is funny because in the movie they're like oh yeah i'm gonna double the price of water but in real life they tripled the price of water which like dr evil like little finger it's like literally like, like the like, most what? evil thing you can yeah, do like water <laughs> the thing we need the most um uh, yeah. but yeah there's a great fight scene at the end of that where he uh it's this little weedy guy trying to fight Bond with an axe. They give him an axe, and he still can't beat Bond, uh, which well, is duh. hilarious. Uh, I, but I think these these two movies are tracking uh, his character progress to being the James Bond that we know and love. The suave, calculated, can actually jaded like, as well. control himself. Also jaded, like, just will not love, right? Yeah. 
But then we get Skyfall, which throws all that into shit. <laughs> it becomes like you have a destiny and everything's about. I wasn't like, in Skyfall is when like it goes back to his youth. He goes back to yeah. his where he grew up. The house. Yeah. So the interesting thing about the bond, like the Bond character, from my perspective, is that there's all those theories on the internet that James Bond's a code name you inherit when you become 007. You become the James Bond. It's not you're not actually him. It's, yeah, it's the code name, and that's that's why you can just say it. You can walk around being like Bond, James Bond. Yeah, um, and no one immediately murders you for knowing <laughs> being this ridiculous like spy, misogynist spy. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and that would make sense in terms of them layering the character over and it passing and on. having it keep carrying on. Yeah, yeah, but the earlier movies completely fuck that. But Skyfall's my favorite, right? I don't know. What do you remember about Skyfall? I remember that he goes back to his hometown. Like, doesn't it start with him in a like a prison? He gets out of the prison. He gets shot at the beginning. Yeah. And he gets shot at the beginning. Yeah. He goes to drink and play with scorpions. Fuck, I don't actually. I, I do remember he goes back to his hometown. And doesn't Money Penny die or something? M dies at the end. M of dies. It. Yeah. Yes. So there's this crazy uh, Javier Bardem is the villain, yes. and you don't actually see him till halfway through the movie, which is kind of weird. Bond also forced himself on a uh, a former child prostitute, which is very awkward. Um, but still, <laughs> Sam Mendes does a phenomenal job of shooting this movie. Now, I have a few problems with this film because what happens is Javier Bardem is a previous double O who M basically burned and allowed uh, and tried to kill himself by biting his cyanide tooth, which mm. apparently double O's all have. I always have a problem with the, the cyanide two thing, right? You're in fist fights a lot. What if someone just like smashes you in the cyanide two? Yeah, it seems a bit risky. You're gonna you're gonna die. Yeah, it seems you know? risky. I but will anyway, give you that. It, it just burns his face. Do you remember the bit where he takes his like yeah. teeth out and his face is all golem? It's gnarly, yeah. Man, it's crazy. But I need to rewatch this one. I, it's, this, one yeah. it's amazing. The only, my problem with it is though, it's one of those it's one of those movies where the villain either has to have travelled back in time or somehow has to know the future for his plan to work. It's like the Joker in, in The Dark Knight. Like, when he gets put in prison and he knows that the dude's going to be, like, thrown in a prison next to him so he yeah. can blow him up. Yeah, like, yeah. it's nonsense. Yeah. It's the same thing where Javier Bardem's character, Raul Silva, gets put in prison so he can break out and then he can go after M when she's at the hearing. And it's like... No, <laughs> you <laughs> it's can't. a little bit too convenient. It's all yeah. too convenient. Yeah. But end of the day, that final fight scene is just phenomenal, right? Like the way it builds up and the way he eventually gets his revenge on M, but Bond still wins the day. It's this bittersweet ending. Uh, it's great. It's such a phenomenal film. Yep. And then Spectre, I don't remember. You don't remember any of these, do you? Well, to be honest, I thought we were going to be talking about the future of Bond, not all the movies we'll, that we we'll haven't seen. We'll get to that in a minute. I, yeah. th I, th I think we need to talk about the, the ones that have been so we know where we're going. But yeah. Spectre's a bit of a nothing movie to me. Like, uh, it, it's the Blofeld twist. So they bring back... So in the original... Isn't it the one... It's the one with the really good actor where literally he does nothing. And Christopher kind of, Waltz. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So in the original movies, all the original Sean Connery ones, all the way up to, I think, George Lazenby and maybe even further... Bond is fighting Spectre. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that he's against. And Spectre are doing all these different things. And it's just him going on a mission to stop whatever they've come up with next. Yeah. I'm very much generalizing, but like that's no, kind that of makes the point. Sense. And then they lost the rights to Spectre, like the organization within the books for whatever reason. And this was them getting them back. And this was supposed to be the big. So that's why everyone was super got it amped back. on it. Yeah. yeah. But the, pro the problem with that is that Blofeld 
is like the the lead of Spectre, right? And when they they they've seen oh Christopher Waltz is cast and he's this other guy, everyone's like he's just gonna be Blofeld, like yeah, it's like <laughs> the Khan thing in Star Trek. It's like Benedict Cumberbatch, we know you're Khan. Stop telling us you're not. <laughs> it's like it was always gonna happen. Yeah, and I feel like he was really underutilized in that movie. Like like Waltz is great. Yeah, in everything. No, I agree. I just thought I remember his like plot was just super lame. Yeah, they didn't give him much. They well, he was like, wasn't he like a bro- James Bond's like adoptive brother? Yeah, it was something weird. And it was like it was it was nonsense. Nonsense. I just remember like it was it was like this is what you're gonna. He had no driving. His acting was good, but like he actually, it was a nonsensical like plan yeah. and yes. like and motivations. There was yes. nothing there beyond. And uh-huh. it were, yeah, and it ends up that Bond doesn't kill him, which is like a huge step for this Bond because he <laughs> murders everyone. <laughs> um, but like that's kind of, I mean, like I, f- I feel like that suffered a lot because it had a lot of expectation on it. Like everyone thought it was going to be Craig's last one. And then there was a the 25th one coming out. So they've thrown a bunch of money at him. So let's talk a little bit about what you think about the future of the James Bond. Then. Well, I-, I was thinking like for this movie, I actually looked at the synopsis and no to be time honest, to die. It doesn't inspire me, man. Okay. Did you did you see the like release synopsis on it? I, ha- I mean, probably ages ago. Well, I mean, it doesn't spoil much. It gives you like it gives you like a high level of what's gonna happen, sure. but nothing spoils. Five years after the capture of Ernst Stavra Blofield, <laughs> Blofeld, Blofeld, James Bond has left active service. He's approached by his friend and CIA officer Felix Leiter, who enlists his help in search of Valdo Abrujev, <laughs> a missing scientist. It becomes apparent that he was abducted and Bond must confront a villain whose schemes could see the death of millions. I mean, standard Bond fare, is, I guess. Is, is he in a volcano? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where is the secret lair? So that's is gonna, it in Wuhan? That's going to be Remy Malek's That's literally right? what they're talking about. Uh, I would assume. Uh, maybe Remy yeah. Malek's character has this crazy scarred face and like a mask in the, probably. In the trailers. It's probably him, yeah. Yeah, well... Or, the villain, I don't know. It seems like they're just kind of like layering it. It's like, it's like first of all, it was like uh, in Casino Royale, it was Mads Mikkelsen's character, and then it was Dominic Green. It's like, they're worse than them, and then, oh no, but we actually report into these guys, they're worse, <laughs> and the Spectre's the worst, and, and you've never heard of us. It's and just then, the Hydra. And it's like, yeah, right? it's, it's, but like, how can you go bigger and badder than that, that? That's my problem with these movies, right? I agree. It's starting they to yeah. keep having to up them, one up themselves. Well, and so that's what I'm saying. Like when I think like of the future of Bond, like I hope that after this movie, like after this one, they do one of two things, right? They either like make it more tied to like the reality of our political times. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. like explore something like, you know, that is kind of real to our current future, which is, you know, like whether it's America's hypocrisy or like China's just trotting ambition and and reach across the world, like consistently trying to reach and control more, or it's you know the European Union and some of the chaos that's going on there with like the different idea, mm-hmm. like explore something that's a bit more real, mm. and and weave that into the plot so that it's not so formulaic, yeah, absolutely, and big baddie that and next head of the Hydra kind of thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. If they did that, I'd be keen. Or you know, go full battlefield and go backwards, right? And explore a bond set post World War Two. Okay. You know, it's like a rebootuation kind of situation. <laughs> Back to the classics. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like we're like it's kind of like the battlefield where they're like, "Fuck it, we keep going to the future." Let's actually like World War Two fun games are fun too, and they remade like a battlefield World War Two. Yeah. Like I, I think they could do that with Bond. And I and I guess one of my questions I had for you was, you know, like 
what keeps him relevant like outside of the stealing from other movies <laughs> and just using tropes from other films but like what has kept him relevant over the years is my first question it's a two-part question sorry yeah. give, me, give me a sec and my second part is do you think that's sort of slowed in recent times and how can they make it more relevant kind of tying into what you're saying yeah i think what what made him and kept him relevant is like the i like it's the ideal like i don't want to say the ideal man but it's like what a lot of people like everybody wants more okay. everybody the world is not enough for everybody we all have sure. hopes dreams we all want the next best thing like this yeah. is a guy that wants that well, and lives it and yeah, yeah, yeah and gets it and that's it's enticing but it's also like not i think there is a pushback with this recent like i don't know our generation and the ones coming is like that's not reality mm. like and like they see through that and they don't like it as much and people want things to be more grounded in like like tragic yeah. reality with like a bit of you know like drama story driven drama to like push it along i feel like they tried to do a bit uh, of that in in uh inspector because there was that subplot with moriarty from the sherlock holmes uh tv show with <laughs> uh benedict cumberbatch where they were essentially trying to create like a digital network that could take over from spies right and it was <clears throat> And it was this sort of like kind of rambling, <laughs> nonsensical uh, plot where the whole point of it kind of was that sometimes we need the old school. We need the guy to pull the trigger. And it's like, that's a theme that's been in a lot of these movies. I'm kind of over it. Give me, give me, that, give me that realism that you were talking about. Give me yeah. like something that's actually happening. Or like something that like, you know, points at something that's happening. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm like, not saying, I'm not saying call China out for uh, something that they may or may not have done. I'm saying, yeah, like make it, build, base it around something that has, or if some you do it, in reality. or if you do it, call out America for the same thing. So they can't say you pick side. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's it. Be, be even killed. But I, I, I think that they should do that. Or like, they just totally reimagine it. And like a, a origin story of a bond in a setting that is not familiar to us. That is not just, you know, CGI, CGI, next big thing, next big thing goes back to a time where you yep. could have a more minimalist setting. Oh, um, minimalist, absolutely. So yes. that, that would be, you know, my, my thoughts in the future. As far as, like, people, I don't really have any thoughts. I mean, I, 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 that are, that are original. Like, like, who do you like for Bond? Uh, dude, I think there's, like, a lot of people that have been thrown around. The one that is, it's not, like, the most avant-garde choice, but I did like Richard Madden as a, as a Bond. Oh, okay. I did. When that was being thrown around, I, I thought it was. I not at all. I thought it was like a, a good, you know, callback. But it's not like you know, it's not Idris Elba. It's not like the first Black Bond, which I think there totally deserves to be one. Oh, absolutely. But um, I just I, don't know of any. I guess English. I'm totally with you on Richard Madden. He's yeah. not English. He's Scottish. I know. Um, I met English black actors that aren't that are young enough now. Like none are on my radar. I'm sure there are a lot. I just I, don't. Of course, know there are many of them. Yeah. Uh, I I like Richard Madden. I now <clears throat> picture, I, and I know originally it wasn't, I know um, Connery was pretty young, but I now pi I now do picture Bond as being a little older. Like, Richard Madden, I feel like give him five years, he might be perfect. Yeah, I think that that's probably part of it too. They may, they may do just that. Yeah. Well, like, um, people, you, I, I just re saw a quick article and it's saying, uh, here are a couple of other ones for you. Um, Tom Hiddleston, not for me. Way too young. Not for me. Too young. I don't think he's as young as you think he is. 
Oh, sorry. I thought you said Tom Holland. No. Well, he was on one of them. Uh, Hiddleston, I don't think can... I just don't see it. Tom Hardy? I can see it. But it's... Again, he's kind of past his... He's past that... Yeah. That it, you know? That yeah. sort of like... I don't... I don't he could do it. I just think that like... What does he bring to it that, you know, Daniel Craig... I think that's a very... I love Tom Hardy. I think he could do it. I, I'd like to see something a bit different. Okay, yeah. I'd like I'd like to see a different yeah. different take. Um, Jack Loden, I've I very, know very little about him, but he's more of a rising star. He has done BBC stuff, War and Peace. He looks the part. I'll give him that. That's that's one of the big ones. I I guess just find an English actor. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't find somebody said David Washington. I was like, he's so American. There's no way you could fucking do that. Really? They said David Washington. So I, I read something. I was looking at a blog on this, and it was like, oh, up and coming like black African actors. Oh, really? Um, I'm so not down for. Uh, I'm not down for Henry Cavill. I feel like that's an awful choice. Yeah, it's too cookie cutter. Uh, it is too cookie cutter. Yeah. You're right. I find I lo- I'd love Idris. He he's been my choice for a long time, but yeah. I feel like he's done the spy thing he's over it it's like the same as hardy he's a little he older. wouldn't do it yeah he like why i mean like why would you of course you'd do it if it was offered but like you reckon i think he would why wouldn't would you turn down i'm sure five million I, to play the most i'm sure like hardy might turn it down like i, I could see him not necessarily accepting it if offered I lo- I, i'd love to see hardy do just one yeah. and then sack them all off just like piss off lads. like i just don't think he'd be fucked with like a franchise like that it would be a big yeah. commitment like massive um, what about Sasha Baron Cohen? <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just quickly do it then. So before we before we carry on, can you rank for me the Bond movies, the the, the Craig movies? I think Casino Royale, Skyfall. Honestly, I think Spectre, Quantum of Solace. Yeah, probably. But I don't probably remember agree. Spectre enough. I mean, you don't need to. You just know that it's not. <laughs> it's better than Quantum <laughs> of Solace. Yeah, I just remember Quantum of Solace was bad. <laughs> Which was bad. Yeah, I do remember that one was bad. Yeah, I. Th- well, what's interesting uh, about the the new upcoming film, No No Time to Dies. How do they keep coming up with like these names that are so quintessentially bomb without running out of like ways to do it? Die another day. No time to die. From the from the, the world from is, the books. Is it really all I books? Think some of them are from the books. Yeah. I, I know for sure some are, but. Interestingly, about the the director of the upcoming No Time to Die, Kerry, uh, Kerry Joji Fukunaga, Fukunaga, sorry, I do <laughs> apologize. He's got an interesting CV, right? He's not your Sam Mendes. He's not going to make it like, he, he's not going to go over the top with cinematics. He's not going to be uh, your Zack Snyder focus on Thank like. Thank God. Yeah. But like, so he did True Detective season three, which for me is yeah. a sleeper hit. Like, You've been talking about it. I'll Unbelievable. Give you that. Uh, he did Beast of No Nation, which was huge. I've he seen did, that. It's quite good. He did The Alienist. And he did oh, the, I the like late, that as well. He did the latest It movie. All right. This makes me actually semi-excited. He's got some chops on him. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this. Like, I just hope that it doesn't crumble into that. You know that thing we talk it's about hard, every week, dude. the weight of expectation? It's hard to make a Bond movie. It's got to oh, be. so hard. It's got to be. But, you know, Valley, let's, uh, you guys got quite a track record if those are all him, because I like every single thing you just said. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, by the way, we haven't mentioned Ian Fleming once this entire I, time. I mentioned him previously. You I, weren't like, really listening. I, fair enough. Like, obviously, really, really creative writer that created this, like, 
awesome universe. So good for him. Good oh, for him. yeah. Like, in just like we we talked about his mad genius before. He's yeah. basically an alcoholic who lived in Jamaica. But who, like, apparently, I did have one note about him. Oh, yeah. And it was that Count Dooku, aka, yeah. what's his name? Chris Lee. Chris Lee <laughs> said, this is a description of him, quite a lad, to put <laughs> it mildly. As in, yeah. like, had quite a few ladies. Oh. And that was his way of saying that, that he was a coxman. Yeah, they didn't really talk about him being... They talked about his marriage initially in the documentary. That she didn't but, like it. Yeah, that she didn't like, like his stories. I was like, well, that's not... So, yeah. This guy's, like, iconic for these things. That's not a good match. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> All right, tell me then. This J- James Bond as a franchise. Yeah. Actually, no, let's, let's, let's narrow this down. James Bond, the Daniel Craig movies. Better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Better. As a whole. It's hard, but better. Yeah. Because, like, they quite literally, two are, like, high-end, two are mediocre, like, below yeah, average. Yeah. So, like, do they yeah. average out of mediocre? Yeah, well, that's the question. And I think that the highs of Casino Royale are, 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 like, are higher than the lows. So, yeah, like, can, it's a bit above Aquaman. I'm going to that. Yeah. That's all right. Well, my, I have a, I have a follow-up to this, actually, before, okay. before we move on to your section. Uh Tell me, are you more excited for No Time to Die, 007 James Bond movie, or the upcoming Aquaman 2 movie? No Time to Die. <laughs> and I, we should always say, we always forget that our rating system is Aquaman. Is it better or worse than Aquaman 2010, 2018, 2018? 2018. Well, sorry, we, 2010. Don't, we don't do ranking. We don't do yeah. like a out of 10 or out of 5. It's just better or worse. We just picked a movie that we, as our personal opinion, find yeah. to be quite middling. Uh, after this word, middling. one 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 uh, attempt at watching it, and I don't we think just I say it's better or worse. Um, yeah, and so we're gonna say that James Bond, Daniel Craig era, on average, is better. It's better. Um, I did put together a bit of trivia, not I really trivia. I cannot wait. True or false? Yes, please. For James Bond, I can only get this wrong. James Bond series. So I'm gonna go, um, Tommy. I'm just gonna tell you some things, some statements, and you're gonna tell me if they're true I'm or down. false. So down. Uh, Sean Connery's favorite Bond film is From Russia with Love. I gotta say true. It is true. Yes. Correct. No idea how or why. Is there is there anything to back that up or any? I, he's just said that was his favorite. <laughs> one. <laughs> this is like he's been quoted Sold. as. Um, the iconic Bond, James Bond, was improvised. I Bond, think James Bond line was actually written as I am James Bond, but Sean Connery found it a bit... I think you're giving flat. too much information there. I think that's true. It is true. Yeah. I true. Actually, I think I knew that because... It's pretty famously true as well. There, there was a really interesting bit in the second documentary I watched where... So a, a lot of the um, the quips, you know how quippy the bond the, the the connery bond is and everything everything has to be a half joke or yes, yes. He, he's making a pun on something all a, a lot of those were like a competition between him and the director to see who could get the, the stupidest quip and then they would just write them into the oh they would just film them and put them in and i lo- i love that as a minor <laughs> detail like it's a lot of it's ad hoc that's great yeah yeah i saw Improv. you could see that in some of the yeah. documentary um sean connery was hooking up with jill St. John and Lana Wood at the same time during the set of Diamonds Are Forever. Are we going for a clean sweep of truths here? That's, I mean, like, I just feel like he's a beautiful man. <laughs> like, he's at the peak of his powers. 
He could get women. It's just a matter of is the audacity. I just have a real problem yeah. with Sean Connery. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, rest in peace. The audacity. Love the guy. Uh, did some great movies. But, like, he was an advocate for hitting women, and nobody should be that. So <laughs> I'm going to say they all turned him down. Ah, uh, this is uh, true. It was trifectas of truths. Wow. So he, he was hooking up with these two girls. Well, I should it could you could say it was false. Because I added the hooking up to kind of throw you off. Like that's right. something I would make up. Okay. Involved with was Involved what was actually with. said. Oh. Um, with both Lana one and Jill St. John on diamonds are forever. Which they're both on the setup. Uh, all right. Well, the, this one's got to be false. Cause you've done. I mean, the, you, you would think <laughs> no, oh, no. no artist has sang more than one James Bond song. song sorry. Uh, we didn't talk about the songs. Damn. We should. Um, it's yeah, a good point. I think that's false. It is false. Shirley Bassey yeah. sang two, as did some other guy that I forgot his name, Matt something. Okay. But he like wrote the dun dun dun. So he did that oh, as well as other things. Hectic. Um, another one. We've got, I think, three more. Yeah, go. What's your favorite? The Beatles, Adele, Moby, Matt Monroe, Radiohead, Gladys Knight, Shirley Bassey. Bassie, 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 uh, Billy Ellish, Chris Cornell are all composers of a James Bond theme song. True or false? Yeah, I can list them off again if you'd like. Um, I'm gonna say composers. No, like, cr- like, like, don't think about it like that. They've all made. I'm, I'm gonna say false. I don't think the Beatles did. You are correct, but incorrect. It was the Radiohead. Ah, yeah. okay. Uh, and the final <laughs> one. <laughs> I think this is the final one. I've, got <laughs> a few. I've gone in and out of order just to try and confuse you, and I've confused myself. <clears throat> Sean Connery was quoted as saying, 20, "21st century politics do not have a place for James Bond." I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's it's true the way they've written it so far. Uh, Sean Connery is quoted as saying that. Let's go with true. It is false. I just. <sighs> Sounds like something he would say. Though. He does. So maybe he did say it. Yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe. Uh, that's it. I think that was, uh, I think you I got most it. of them. You were majority Four correct. Four out of five. Well that's not too yeah. bad. It's a very Arctic Monkeys song. Yeah. Mate, love it. Uh, we're, I mean, I'm pretty pumped for the new Bond movie. It's coming out in October, right? Somewhere, somewhere sometime soon, somewhere, apparently. Sometime they've announced soon. it five times. So Yeah, I mean, they've given us all the no, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it. There's it's a lot of good movies coming out, but this is one of the ones that's been a while. This is on the list. So. We'll definitely do a part about it when it comes out, right? For we sure. probably did this too early. Well, thank you all for sticking with it. We do appreciate it. We that do. was our kind of rambling overview of James Bond. Bond. <laughs> yeah. Thing? Random part on James Bond. Yeah, Take it a little bit. Look, we had a little bit of correspondence this week. Um, let's let's jump into that very swiftly. Um, friend of the show, Matt. Thank you, friend of the show, Matt hit us up on Instagram and sent us a post which was saying that there is apparently a Batman Unburied podcast which is coming out on Spotify by David Goyer. Uh, It will follow Bruce as he needs to uh, examine victims from serial killer named The Harvester. And uh, Winston Duke, who I don't actually know, has been cast as Batman for the podcast. So he's just a voice actor for the podcast. Yeah. This is a really intriguing... This sounds creative. Yeah, it's you know what it sounds like. It sounds like they're doing like a like a talk through of a comic almost, but they've built it into podcast form somehow. It's, it's chapter sounds by difficult. chapter. Sounds difficult, but yeah. Well, it sounds you know what? Real interesting. I'll, I'm gonna give it a listen. I, I know you will, and I'll report back after I hear yeah, from you. 
we'll see. We'll see if I remember. It's, just, it's one of those things that I tend to be like, yeah, I'll do that, and then immediately forget about it. Yeah. But thanks, friend of the show, Matt. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, we also had friend of the show, Jacob, mentioned him up top. Good, good to hear from your friend of the show, Jacob. He mentioned, he, he also did actually send us the Lord of the Rings image, which we talked about up top. But he followed up by asking, which are you more excited about? The Lord of the Rings show or the Game of Thrones prequels? Let's narrow it down to the the Targaryen one. Yeah, I think I'm not excited about either, but if I had to pick one, I think it'd be Thrones, just because I think there's more stories to tell. Sure. Whereas Lord of the Rings, I I, I don't think... You realize it's all made up, right? (laughs) What, the... uh... They can make it whatever they want. Like, there could be as many stories as they... I meant there's more, like, source (laughs) material. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. I'm just okay. messing with you. Yeah. The Silmar- I, Silmar- Silmarillion? I could never say that right. The Silmarillion's a big one. Why is that not? Silmarillion. No, I, I take your point. I just don't know if that's what they're going to tackle. I thought um, this was a bit... Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just saying things um, now. Just knowing... Uh, putting on my lore hat here. <laughs> I think that you're actually <laughs> incorrect, so Thomas. Lore. I think that the Silmarillion is actually what happens afterwards. <laughs> and they are tackling Arion before. He right. is the, Good. the king of the north. Or, oh, wait. Wrong wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> so you're more excited for... Uh, I think I'm more ready. excited. And I also like the, the storyline, if they don't fuck it up, could be quite cool, the the prequel with the Dance of Dragons. It's like a civil war. Yeah, I agree. So it's interesting. But I'm excited for that. But we don't, we know where it's going, so... but Exactly. It's so I really hope that they pre- don't like, jump straight into the civil war bit. Like, you got to build the characters up for us to care about what happens to them. So there needs to be more than just that. Like, I, the mystery has to go beyond who wins the I war. I already don't think I care about them. <laughs> I did preface this by saying I'm mediocrely excited yeah, about Yeah, about either. I mean, yeah. fair enough. Thank you, friend of the show, Jacob. Uh, two really other quick bits. Um, friend of the show, Luke, messaged and said, uh, thank, thanks to... Thanks to us pushing him to. He has just started to watch uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League. He's five minutes... He, when he sent this message... Five minutes? When he sent this message, <laughs> he was five time. minutes in, and already he felt it was significantly better. Um, and it really sets the scene, making it ma- making the movie make much more sense, which is what we talked about. So if you want to hear, uh, hear us talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, just go back and listen to the podcast. I forgot about that movie. It was, it was, it was better than it was yeah. before. It was. It was. It was a thing. It was a step up. It was a thing, and it happened. Look, very last thing for you before we leave you. Um, so we talked about Daredevil last week, Daredevil two thousand and three, and I forgot to call out, and I feel real bad about this because my my dad, that's one of his favorite comic book movies. Oh really? He loves that film, and I should have really. I should have the really original. Called it out. The 2003 one. He loves I that movie. Don't take it personally, and man. what's real funny is <laughs> we were talking about it. I had a catch-up with my dad. Well, he, Shout out to you, dad. Uh, he was telling me about... I, I was telling him about what we talked about and all his points for why it's a good movie were pretty much the ones I gave man in, after in my... Yeah, heart, <laughs> I right? know. I was like, why didn't I just tap the source material originally? But, but he's yeah. actually... He must be a big fan of Evanescence. Though. He's No, no. He's a big fan <laughs> of Daredevil. So... <laughs> It's okay. I was a fan of Evanescence. I think uh, I think my dad's a big fan of Green Lantern and Daredevil. So okay. opposing colors is what my dad is all about. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. No, but I uh, appreciate it, Dad. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate it. Yeah, Thank do. you for all the correspondence. Where can they find us if they want to? Find us at uh, thepodcastassembly.gmail.com or the podcast assemble on Instagram. I think it's just podcast assemble. Podcast assemble on Instagram. But hit us up either way. Find us. We will find you. Thank yeah. you all. We do appreciate it. So, uh, we'll do something different next week. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> See you then, guys. Bye. Bye.